Hello guys and welcome back to OT and Chill, all things occupational therapy. Uh, so this one is a little bit of an impromptu one because um, I just managed to catch up with someone um, and then have a conversation with them because I wanted to do ideally my second one to be about the transition from student to be to a band five. Um, I couldn't do that recording this week, which is absolutely fine. Uh, but I managed to catch up with someone that's recently qualified earlier this year and just talk about how he's finding um, occupational therapy world. Um, he's currently not working as an OT, he's actively looking for a role. Um, but yeah, let's get right into it. But just want to say before we get into it, just thank you so much for all the feedback um, that you guys have given me uh, on the podcast and I really appreciate it um, I'm always appreciative of actually people taking time out to listen um, to me speak which is always nice uh, so if you still want to if you want to be a contributor to it if you want to uh, add some views to it please do not hesitate to contact um, me uh, via twitter which is ot underscore chill or by my personal Twitter, which is Kwaku uh, OT. But yeah, let's get into it and enjoy the show. So, hello, guys. Um, so, I'm catching up with um, Valentine Matsubaro. I hope I pronounced that name right. Um, so he's just recently qualified um, earlier this year, um, and he's actively looking for a role, a role somewhere up north. Is that right to say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you for for, for, for inviting me uh, to the podcast. I'm, I'm honoured. Uh, you mentioned that you pronounced it right as well. So. <laughs> that's oh, great. that's great. That's that's really good to hear. That's really good to hear. Now, welcome to the podcast. I mean, this is, this is, this will probably be my second. Um, well, it's the second episode. Um, I just wanted to get catch up with a few people that I've made connections with on online. Um, who um, fed back after listening to the first one. So, just wanted to get to know people and find out how people obviously go into the occupational therapy field. And also, I, I was especially interested in speaking to um, someone that's just recently qualified to get their views before I have a conversation with people that have been qualified for just over a year about some of the challenges that they face um so how have you how are you finding the occupational therapy world so far or when you first started how's it going uh well um if i can give you a bit of a background on like how i came across or seen the first place yeah um i did sports science as a undergraduate um oh, down, at, me. Uh, <laughs> down at coventry university uh-huh. and um uh, in my final year of undergraduate i had uh, opportunity to shadow a physiotherapist um and so physio was was at the forefront of my mind initially and um through shadowing a physio i actually came in contact with an occupational therapist and i um had a chance to spend a bit of time with OT and uh, i was just immediately um mesmerized with uh what OT is and uh, the kind of work that they do um, so the setting that I actually observed was uh, working with um, patients who just had a, a stroke mm-hmm. and working on their fine motor skills and the activities and tasks that they were doing. Um, it just didn't seem like work to me. It just seemed like, um, like fun. <laughs> uh, 
and so I was I was drawn towards it and um, I went away to do my own research a, a bit more about OT and the philosophy of it and I was just immediately um, um, caught into it um, but uh, going into the field and uh, starting my studies I wasn't quite sure what to expect the demographics whether you know um, there were other um, like let's say men involved um, mm-hmm. in, in that regard so um, I, I went through a bit of a shell shock moment <laughs> when I first got into OT um, as, as a student uh, as well as out on placement and yeah, I just needed some time to adjust. Um, okay. So how many? How many? You said the demographics. How many males were in your class? Oh, there was um, me and uh, another friend of mine, uh, another guy. So it was two of us. And in, uh, how, and how many? Well, how, how big was the cohort? The cohort was uh, about 16, 16, 16 okay. of us, uh, okay. and then yeah, with two guys. So yeah, quite fortunate to <laughs> to have that with other guys. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, needed each other as much as the other girls as well. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I had um, I, I was I was unfortunate as well. I was I had quite a small cohort actually, and there was I think there was my uh, just about four of us, five of us in the class of fifteen. So it's quite quite high balance. Um, if you think about it that way. Um, so I was very fortunate to have that. Um, the guys in my class, but. Yeah, as you said, the demographic we we know that is um is highly dominated by uh, by females, but that is no no issues. They they bring a fantastic dynamic to the to the um profession. Um, and I mean, obviously, us guys, we just uh, <laughs> we bring a different um outlook on things as well. Um, definitely, definitely. Okay, so um, so at the moment, what are you doing? When you finish university, you're not working as an occupation therapist. What what are you doing with yourself right now? Uh, at the moment, um, I'm I'm currently employed uh, with a private care company, and I'm uh, I'm part of a team that looks after a young individual with uh, complex, with complex uh, health needs as well as a uh, challenging behaviour. Mm-hmm. Um, so this individual's got autism and a moderate learning disability. Okay. So, um, my role um actually involves um uh, formulating or devising um a plan or activities to do for for the week. Okay. So um, it involves quite a bit of creativity, thinking outside the box, uh, as well as uh, essentially working on your basic um, health and social care skills. So I can see how my OT skills are still being uh, worked on, even at this particular role. That oh, is. great! Yeah. Well, that's that, that's that's you are you are you you're not working as an occupational therapist, but you are using some of the skills that you definitely learned um, <laughs> at your university and also our placement. So that's it's always good to top up on those. On those yeah. skills, um, that's really good. Are you are you looking to get yourself a, a job soon as as a, as a band five? Yeah, definitely. Um, with, with the way uh, the northeast has uh, worked out, it's uh, it's it's turned out to be quite competitive, a bit more competitive than I thought. Um, and um, it's all about um, as you say, doing the groundwork and making sure you uh have contacts, people who um who are familiar with you, um. Okay. And also doing um, your work and making sure that you, when the, when the opportunity does come up, you you go um, above and beyond whatever you can do, basically to, to stand out as a as a candidate. Mm. Uh, and then most importantly, it's, it's performing well uh, in the interviews and, mm. and, and 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 scoring high points. Uh, yeah, as high as you can uh, to, to give you that um, that that. Okay. That have you got any um have you got any worries about the the interview process and what what you should um what what you 
what could be faced in the, during the interviews? Mm, well, in the general sense, um, I, I'm I'm not too uh, I'm not too great at interviews because um, it's it's almost like yeah yeah it's a way of like uh, let's say like performing on just in a thirty minute block showcasing your skills almost mm. in the sense of being a salesman and um yeah i sometimes i do lack confidence and i i feel a lot more uh comfortable talking to people who i'm fairly familiar with but at the mm-hmm. same time um it, it, it interviewing is uh, essentially working on a block of skills mm. uh, where you know you have that you know moment in time to to address yourself in a way that's really clear concise mm. and, and you, you you give as many inf- as much information and you touch on as many points as you can uh to to effectively answer the question to the best yeah. ability so um it, for me for example for instance uh, i'm dyslexic so uh, okay listening to questions um you know the first time i might pick up on a few points but miss out on others so I'm, I'm working around that so um mm. able to 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 do the best that i can here in uh, in in interviews so it's no, not it's not no of course it's not it's not easy interviews can be nerve-wracking at times um i mean I, I don't think personally i don't know if i've had many interviews in my in my career so far i mean I, like i have I, I interviewed to get the job i'm in now um mm-hmm. and i was uh, interviewed for my last role before like working as an occupational therapist, and I, uh, I had another uh, interview before I took on the job I'm I'm doing now, and I actually um, got on well with that. Uh, so mm-hmm. the, it, yeah, the nerves are always there. Um, they're not they're always going to be there. Um, but the, the, you have to trust yourself and uh, uh, your skills and your experience that you have. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and like you said, you've got to hit those highlights, but. Definitely. When we share this out on 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 social media, I'm gonna give people your um, Twitter handle so mm-hmm. they can hit you up with some interview uh, um, ide- uh, ideas or advice or any skills because um, that's that's it. I mean, this that's what they're looking for. People, a lot of people have been through many different types of interviews, so if they can give you an advice, so that I'm sure you'd welcome that. Yeah, that that would be amazing. Um, no, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, I could do as much as, as much as well. <laughs> as possible um yeah end of the day you just want to do the best that you can uh, and yeah, um, getting advice from people is definitely a step in that in that direction so i really, yeah. really appreciate that um so my twitter my twitter is uh yeah, the username is i am valentine underscore ot great great i'll add that into the um uh, into the description of the podcast as well so people get that so that's awesome. i am valentine underscore ot yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. That's great. Um, so moving on from there, what, what, why you? Because I believe that you're gonna get a job. I believe that you're gonna get one very soon as well. Um, what, what are your expectations for your career ahead? What would you, what do you expect? Um, from occupational therapy, how, what do, you, what do you want to achieve with it? What do you want to do with it? Yeah, well, we see with OT, um, just understanding, um, uh, just uh, grasping the. The, the philosophy of it in the general sense it opens up uh, a, a world of ideas for me personally mm-hmm. um throughout my time as a student um in different clinical settings for, for example uh, in community mental health i, I came across an, an an individual who was receiving ot input at that time and who was quite an avid listener of uh, hip-hop and rap 
Mm. Um, and it was quite difficult um, for that individual to open up, open up and express his feelings um, in a way, like in just normal conversation with um, with clinicians at that time. And uh, I came up with a uh, with a little program for him, uh, and I termed it uh, rap music therapy. And it was just a, it's it's been used before by psychologists in America, uh, mm. but I um I, I kind of took an adaptation of it to uh, help this young man uh, explore his feelings, to understand what's going on within him, uh, but then also use that information to, 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 to devise a treatment plan that can help him uh, get out of that dark place where he is and, and recover mm. from mental health issues. So mm. um, part of um, that program um, was um, uh, annotating lyrics from uh, famous rap songs of rappers opening up and... Uh, uh, really outlining their thoughts when they're in dark places and mm. uh, the fact that you can build a connection um, through those lyrics uh, it makes it made that person realise that you know I, I'm not alone in you know in this in, in this mood that I'm in yeah. and um, it gives them a platform to, to express themselves as well if if they are willing to um, to write um, poetry or, or rap lyrics or uh, any other way that they they want to ex- you know express themselves and through mm. that craft, um, so that's just one way, uh, one one idea I had, uh, mm. which I think can definitely be a part of. But then another one, uh, funny enough, um, my final year, um, of my masters, uh, yeah. I uh, picked up the skill of uh, barbering of cutting hair. Okay. And, um, it, funny enough, um, I just I, I started off doing it just cutting my dad's hair because my dad didn't have a a barber and um I, I quickly got quite good at it to the point where other friends and family around the community have, have started gravitating towards me mm-hmm. um so now i find out that whilst having just a simple just giving someone a simple haircut you get a, an opportunity to sit down and talk to someone almost like it's a therapeutic session mm-hmm. we found mm-hmm. out how the person is how how their life has been at the moment the the current mental health, the state of mind, and just through that avenue, you can find out, you know, uh, ways of just um, um, talking to an individual in a way that they open up in a way that you wouldn't in a regular conversation. Mm-hmm. But then also there's the boost as well of um, of, of of looking better. You know, when once you've had a haircut, you feel fresh. You feel mm-hmm. you feel quite good about yourself. So it's like a boost in there. Uh, in, in self-esteem you know, just mm. in the moment and I can see how that for example could impact people from a home homeless mm. population so um oh, uh, so you're building up these skills you're building up you're you're beginning to understand like the impact of um, occupation or being being doing something like something like going to get a haircut and looking after yourself um exactly. uh, and all that kind of stuff and you used you, you when you talked about the rap music you talked about like basically using a lot of the creativity that comes along with occupational therapy um, and all the different domains that you can get to get your people that you're working with <laughs> to the place that they want to be. Exactly. Um, I mean, essentially, um, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, at, at Wilcox uh, doing being becoming belonging framework and, mm-hmm. and how all that fits into, let's say, even the rap music in, um, mm-hmm. in opening up, but then also, let's say, even in, in getting just a simple uh, haircut, you know, and yeah, it, it's 
it's things that we um we neglect, you know, things that involve let's say personal care and stuff and mm. has a massive effect on um how a person views themselves in, in that particular moment. And uh, um I see the way I see OT is uh, it's really boundless in 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 its potential and, and how we can impact people from a diverse background. Um and I'm I'm definitely gonna bring my side of things to my side of things to to OT. Uh, okay. And hopefully shed some some light on some people who who maybe don't uh, receive OT treatment. Um, yeah. But then, uh, yeah. And, no, that, that sounds very interesting. It sounds sounds you quite you sound very enthusiastic about it, and, uh, and uh, bringing enthusiasm is fantastic. Um, and having a good understanding of the impact of occupation on people's well health and well being is is well that's 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 our role, isn't it? That's our role. Um, because we know that oh, by people engaging in um, activities and occupations that that meaningful to them, it's yeah. going to hopefully um, bring about uh, good health and well-being. So moving on, tell me, tell me, um, do you think there's anything that you're going to face that it might be a bit of a challenge, especially in your first year of um, like mm. studying and quali- um, of, uh, of working as a qualified? Yeah, no, that's a uh, that's a really good question. Uh, it'll be interesting to hear your perspective on it. But for me, uh, the kind of challenges I anticipate as a band five um, is initially uh, establishing your identity within a team mm-hmm. uh, as an occupational therapist and and standing uh, by your values, the OT values, the core values. Um, because what I can imagine happening is um let's say uh certain professions certain healthcare professionals um uh, with a certain background that might use um activity or occupation to the point where you might feel that okay maybe or can do this um so i'm feeling a bit like not threatened in, in a certain way but then also um establishing your leadership skills because uh immediately going into band five yeah you you also supervise uh, band fours, band threes, so it's establishing those leadership skills. And sometimes the 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 OT assistants they have a vast range of experience more than more than more than I will. You know, going into the field, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it, it it's it, it's really um yeah using using their experience, uh, but then also working on my leadership skills at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. some of the challenges I anticipate initially um, because having had experience uh, clinical practice placements for me uh, they don't feel long enough um, just, mm-hmm. you feel like um, just when you get in the hang of it and you start, the ball's starting to roll that's when the placement seems to end and you're just left there yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, I, I can imagine a lot of um, a lot of uh, students w- would say that and I, I felt that as well it's just it's, it's it's difficult really um you just have to make the most of it when you're on placement you have mm. to like um if you if you've got the opportunity to basically just jump in as soon as you get there and um try to get involved in the things that are going on because i can guess if you it, it's it's really difficult when you're when you we're lacking confidence and we go into these placements and it has to take us the, if the placement is only eight weeks long it takes us three or four weeks before we even get <laughs> settled in and then as soon as you're ready to start like you said <laughs> it's, it's it's finished um yeah yeah confidence is definitely um a key one um because it, for me uh, being a student uh, 
in OT, and I've coming, I'm coming from a sports science background, clinically, oh. uh, I'm I'm still getting, you know, you know, and still still understanding what it is to not just clinically reason, but then um, to be a fast thinker, but then also a slow thinker at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm slow thinking, but it's just um, it's just the idea of just being uh, being able to 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 make uh, quick decisions sometimes. Mm-hmm. Spot, um, Ones that are ethical, you know that that, that obviously uh, uh, are made with the with the patient in mind, uh, mm. for the team as well as your core values. So, um, I'm a, I'm an introvert by nature. Um, okay. So, um, like being an extrovert in that regard is still something I'm working on, and you know, um, and now I'm mm. just gonna work on yeah as a, as a, as a developer as an OT. All right, that's great. I'm I'm glad to hear that you got some already things that you're thinking about working or your things that you're already working on. You're thinking about uh things that will probably challenge you. Um, if you had any questions for people that have been in the job for um over a year, like after their first year or even longer, what kind of what questions would they be? And I can put them to my other guests that come onto the podcast. Ah, yeah. Um, I I think um one one question I would ask for more experienced OTs as uh, what their expectations were when they initially <laughs> uh, got into the <laughs> profession and whether um, uh, they had a, a plan, uh, a career plan to reach a certain uh, certain target, a certain goal, and whether they've been able to achieve it or maybe they've restarted their plan and gone on to something else. Mm. Uh, because for me, for example, uh, as much as I'm thinking of different ideas within OT, uh, um, I am fairly open to new opportunities happening. But mm. important to have a, a goal, you know, more than anything. Mm. Um, so a question for them would be, uh, what were their expectations and at that particular time when they qualified? And did they have a career plan um, uh, mapped out, you know, like a five-year plan, that kind of a thing? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's a very good question. That's a very good question. That's a, it's, it's actually, quite a good question. To open conversation. Question I can relate to you actually. Um, yeah, you put me on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so now you've been, now you've been uh, qualified for for about a year, you say? Um, yeah, yeah. How, how's your journey been? So, uh, uh, expectations wise, um, as I said in my previous podcast, I was I was lucky enough to be um working already as a sports technician so I was I was in the field where I was I had opportunity to work alongside uh, many occupational therapists so I, I sort of had an idea why, where I wanted to go um, with it uh, I, again similar to what you was mentioned talking about I saw the dem- demographics um, and I felt like I, I could bring something else to the profession in in terms of me being um, male and working in perhaps like an all-male um, ward and and things like that. It, it that, that's what that was kind of my thinking. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't uh, remain in uh, the same place I was working in um, because there was just there was no roles for me basically mm. um, there. So, uh, but saying that throughout my placements, um, I came across loads and loads of different concepts, loads of different ideas, mm-hmm. and actually, I'm glad that I did because um, uh, a particular idea that. Um, I grasped onto quite maybe my second year, I think it was, or third year was um, exploring the dark side of occupation. 
um, and that shifted my um, career path a little bit uh, mm. towards um, working maybe in a, in a more forensic setting. Yeah. Um, and I always had this, um, I don't know, it's a very strange feeling I had, but I always wanted to know why people did what they did. Mm-hmm. Why people? Why why are people in prison? Um, what what are they doing in prison? Why do they choose to do that kind of stuff? Why yeah. why are people in, why are people in, in medium secure units? Um, what, what 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 OT is doing for them? Um, and I was lucky enough to be able to uh, go and place in the medium secure um, uh, hospital, which was fantastic. And then and following on from that, I, I managed to go get a placement in um, in a prison setting. Mm-hmm. Um, which was even more amazing and then after that finishing uni I managed to find my way back <laughs> back to the prison that I did my final placement in. so I, I, I've been very fortunate in my in my path um, in terms of career planning um, I, I, it's, it's very difficult and this this you probably figure this out maybe when you're a year into the job I don't know if anyone else feels the same as me mm-hmm. but you you have to really um understand your role just similar to what you said about establishing um identity and that's you have to really understand what, what you're doing wherever you are mm-hmm. um because you have to feel you have to be able to feel confident in yourself before you start having i personally think before you start setting yourself um mm-hmm. a career plan because if you're not really sure about what your basis is um in that particular field it's going to be difficult personally i think to set a goal for five years if you don't know how to do what you're doing now, if it makes sense, That's because it's when, once you become um, a little bit more aware of yourself and, ex- and under- have a very good understanding of what your role is in in working in occupational therapy, then you can transfer that to anywhere. So you could be. Some people might talk about maybe wanting to be in um, management um, management roles in occupational therapy. Some people might talk about wanting to be um, do research in a in a particular field. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've I found a real passion for working in the prison right now. Um, and I can probably say in the next two three years I can't see myself moving anywhere else because mm-hmm. um, I really want to establish the role of occupational therapy in a prison setting and especially my in in, in my service um, because it's 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 um in a, it's a psychology led service. Yeah. So I just want to find out the impact of um, occupational therapy in the service. Um, and we're doing we're doing very well at the moment. Um, I must say, uh, myself and my senior um, OT, we're doing very well. But, but there's always room for improvement. Um, but yeah, like I said, my my the only plan I have now is just to establish the role properly, get people to recognise it in, in in that service, and then um, going on from there, I'll see what 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 else I can do down the line. Um, yeah. But yeah, you have to just establish yourself first. That's fascinating. Um, because I was going to mention if you pay attention to politics, things change. Um, mm. almost on a yearly basis, you know, mm. who known Brexit was around the corner, you know, mm. Mm. you know, you, you can see how even policies like uh, like that are gonna have a massive effect, you know, definitely, mm. uh, mm. mm. definitely. Country, so no, I I completely agree with you. Uh, it's it's, it's mm. fascinating. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned research. I think research is something from what I uh, gather that oh, geez, we definitely have to break into. I think it's a topic mm. that's actually. Trending at the moment uh, this week on auto uh, hashtag mm. auto. Um, and yeah, it's quite interesting this thing what's being mentioned there. But uh, no, uh, no, I appreciate I think, appreciate your, your insight on that uh, in your journey as well. Um, mm. So, mm. so it sounds like you found out about OT fairly fairly late uh, in your in, your in my life. 
<laughs> no, yeah, no, of course. I, I, and I, I, I actually am appreciative of that um, in terms of coming to the profession um, later on because I think not. There's no. Dis- I'm not discounting people's um, younger um, colleagues' um, experience now because that's everyone comes in differently. But yeah. personally, I think is having that life experience a bit is is giving me um, uh, some and uh, personally some good understanding about um, uh, what why people do certain things that they do. Um, I mean, it, it, it's very tricky sometimes. Like now, I'm working with young people, and I, and in a strange way, I feel a little bit out of the loop, and I'm living that old compared to them. Um, yeah, right. because things change so often. Um, but it, like I said, it, it helps me in, in certain situations. Um, and I uh, sometimes I working now it hinders me in certain situations. But that's just how it is. You just have to, you just have to find that, uh, build that rapport with, with whoever you're working with, because that's that's crucial. And you go use yourself and all your qualities. Mm-hmm. And some of the qualities that you gain in term, uh, coming with experience of like growing up um, really helps with uh, um, interactions with people when when we work with them. Um, yeah. So one that's one of the things that I, I in exchange I appreciate that I actually came into the profession quite late on um, with yeah. all the experience I've had. Um, wow. Okay. Well, that was been lovely chatting to you. Um, uh, I mean, it, maybe you can give some people that are nearly qualified <laughs> some final year students uh, a little bit of um, uh, um, a motivational um, I don't know like a, a little something that you've learned over the last year uh, that kept you going until the until the end because the end is in sight for uh, a lot of people right now what would you say for them to keep going on with it all right yeah uh, for me motivation oh yeah that had to just become inwardly within myself and um me personally uh i've got i've got a face i'm 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 a christian and um i say occupational balance was a crucial thing i had to maintain towards those final few months um with the dissertation crushing in as well um i found out is is is, as crucial as it is to put in hours in the library uh, in that quiet room at home, uh, sitting in front of the screen, it's also just as crucial to maintain your health and well-being. To get out, exercise, pick up the phone, talk to a friend, uh, to do all your hobbies, to maintain all those um, three domains of uh, occupation. You know, personal, mm-hmm. uh, personal, personal care. You know, leisure and productivity, um, because. Uh, it, it, you can neglect your your well-being very easily, uh, being yeah. absorbed by uh, assignments and, and placement. Um, but that would be the, 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 that's the massive one. But yeah, for me, faith is a is a crucial is a crucial crucial yeah, uh, to, to me as 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 a person uh, having grown up uh, in uh, Christian family church background. Uh, I found that uh, faith definitely uh, stabilized me. Um, mm. How like that, like incorporates a bit of mindfulness, uh, being mm. present in the moment and stuff, and not not worrying too much about what's happening too much in the future. But mm. um, but yeah, just being oh. calm and making sure that you're looking after your mental mental state more than anything else, mm. and even the future to the future because you can't control the future. All you can do is do what you can at the moment in the present, mm-hmm. uh, and there's nothing better than looking after your well being and and doing what you have to do to get. Oh, that's fantastic advice. I'm sure a lot of the um, final year students or any year students actually would, uh, would appreciate that because coming from someone that's just 
just literally finished um, the, the, the study. In. No, but I just want to thank you so much for coming on, talking to me. It's been, it's been good, great catching up with you. Um, let me give people your Twitter handle again so that they can hit you up. Um, so it's at I am Valentine underscore OT. Is that right? Yeah, that's oh. no. It's a, it's been a it's been a privilege. Um, really honest to be on this uh, podcast. I know it's early beginnings. Don't despise new beginnings, as one person would always tell me. Yeah, uh, oh, okay. uh, I, I see big things happening on this on this platform. Uh, in the bright future for you, uh, definitely. Uh, I think uh, where you're placed at at the moment in the prison setting is somewhere where I think you're going to spread your wings and you're going to do really well. Um, I can see how you can contribute towards the dark side of occupation, those side of the things. And, uh, uh, and, and yeah, I, I'm really, really an avid, avid listener of this podcast and yeah. I hope it continues to grow. Oh, thank you so much, man. Um, I'll definitely catch up with you. Definitely I'll invite you back on the podcast um, very, very soon. No, no problem. No, thank you very much for having me. No, take care, yeah? You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, guys, that's the end of episode two. I really hope you enjoyed listening to it. Um, And I shall see you on episode three. Take care.